Well, the Denver Nuggets, <laughs> they ain't playing no games. Absolutely throttling the Memphis Grizzlies 142 to 105 in maybe the most dominant complete win of the season. No Aaron Gordon. Peyton Watson gets his first start of the year, 20 ball, and all of a sudden he's looking like J.J. Redick from the corner. And then Nikola Jokic, not one, not two, his third career, 100% from the field, triple-double. Jamal Murray, six straight 20-point games, looking like playoff Murray. The Denver Nuggets are rolling. They've won nine out of their last ten, six straight, with OKC coming into the house tonight. And, yo, the question got to be asked, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, are they the best two-man game since Magic and Kareem? Let's talk about that and more here at Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. So glad to be here with you today. Your team every day. Y'all, man, I'm feeling great today. I hope you're feeling great. I hope your Friday is off to a good start. Y'all, this is the last Friday of the year, so happy New Year to all of y'all. 2023 has been an amazing, amazing year. Maybe have to do a recap episode tomorrow of all the stuff that's happened in 2023. I don't know, like winning an NBA championship, like having the best player in the world, like Jamal Murray being one of three players ever to average 25, five and five on 39% from three and 90% from the line in the playoff run with Larry Bird and Steph Curry. We might have to tap into that, y'all, but we're going to find out, y'all. But I'm telling y'all right now, the Denver Nuggets might have played their most dominant game of the year so far, and it was really an incredible, incredible display of offense, defense. Now, granted, the Grizzlies did not have John Morant. They had won four straight games with John Morant in a lineup. And honestly, I jokingly said on Twitter, this probably shows John Morant's MVP value more than anything else, that they just kind of fell off the face of the earth without him. Now, some of that was the Nuggets were just absolutely cooking. The Nuggets yesterday hit 23. Yesterday shot 49% from three. They shot 57% from the field. They shot 86% from the line. A 57-49-86 split over the course of a game. Come on now. Y'all, the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, somebody said they missed a game because they took a nap and all that other stuff. Look, well, let me go ahead and give you a little synopsis. So yesterday, the Nuggets, we all thought that John Moran might have been playing in yesterday's game. He ended up sitting out. Seems like he got a little bit of an illness. And so he decided not to go. And the team was like, cool, great. Well, we're playing in Denver anyway. It's going to be the first night of a back-to-back in Denver. And on top of that, you know, the Nuggets were kind of a little bit of a bus all at the crib. So yesterday, the Nuggets start out the first quarter. They they win the first quarter 33 to 27. Joker, because of some substitution funkiness, he wasn't able to get into the game. DeAndre Gordon came to the desk at about like 225 left, but there was literally no stoppage in play. None. So Joker just kept playing. Thankfully, he did. Joker ended that quarter 13 points, four rebounds, and two assists. He was six of six from the field and one of one from the three-point line. Again, this is after Joker just came off a game. He went 4-12. After a game, Joker was 18 of 18 from the free throw line, and he came into this game and absolutely set the tone from the start. Hitting jumpers, he would get into the basket. They were finishing super well. 
the Denver Nuggets, after the first quarter, had a 132 offensive rating and a 108 defensive rating. They gave up 27 points, but again, they were already kind of captured some of the momentum early on in that game. Second quarter starts. Justin Holiday gets some playing time today because Peyton Watson has to take over the starting unit. Hits a three immediately. Julian Strother hits another three immediately. Julian Strother gets a block at the rim. Then Christian Brown gets three straight points. They got up to 15 points in their lead inside of the start of this second quarter. But one of the big keys to yesterday's game was because Peyton Watson started, apparently uh, Taylor Jenkins, they decided that because Peyton's in the game, they were going to treat Peyton Watson like he was Andre Roberson. If you don't know who Andre Roberson is, 2014, that OKC era when they had Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka, they had Andre starting at the two, or they would have like Sepalosha or something like that. And they always believed they just needed to have a primary POA defender but couldn't shoot. And they would always leave the said player wide open, and they would convert at a very, very low rate. And so yesterday, the Memphis Grizzlies decide that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to put Peyton Watson in a situation where he has to show us that he can beat us. And so Peyton even said it last night. I felt like y'all were disrespecting my jumper a little bit. And even during the course of the game, early in the game, when I first saw it, I was like, so Jaron Jackson is playing off of Peyton Watson, but he's like six feet away. Peyton Watson ain't that bad of a shooter. I don't know what they've been thinking. Maybe they looked at his numbers and said that, well, you know, he's not been a great shooter throughout his career, so therefore we can kind of space off of him. I'm talking about space off of him. And I'm like, Peyton Watson was getting the ball, and he was literally like getting a chance to set up, look at the rim, and swish. Now, he missed the first two of the game. But here's the thing about Peyton Watson, Shepard. Peyton Watson doesn't have a form that prevents him from being able to shoot at a decent clip at an NBA level. His form is actually pretty smooth. Now, he does bring the ball kind of low, and then it gathers, gathers, gathers in a really high release point. But the thing about it is, if you give him time to establish a shooting rhythm, that's only going to aid him because the shot is too smooth. Peyton Watson started 0 of 2 from 3, but y'all, he finished 4 of 8 in his next 8 three-pointers. They made him a spot-up shooter, and he said, I can do it. Like, he had a DHO with Joker spot-up shooter. Joker got a rebound. Peyton ended up in the right corner, spot-up three-pointer. Peyton kept making them pay over and over again and really arguably had his best game as a Denver Nugget. Peyton Watson yesterday had 20 points, five rebounds, and two assists on six of 14 from the field. Uh, he was two of four from two, four of 10 from three, four of four from the free throw line. He was a plus 28 yesterday. Dominant minutes, really good defense, and he got a shot block at the rim on a reverse dunk, uh, didn't finish a layup, so he definitely had some things he didn't do uber well. But overall, body at work was incredible for Peyton Watson yesterday. Nikola Jokic, y'all, 30 minutes and three quarters. He played 30 minutes, had 26 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. He was 10 of 10 from two today. He was one of one from three. He was three of three from the free throw line, had one block, and he was a plus 25 in just three quarters. Plus 25 in just three quarters. Nikola Jokic had his third career game where he had a 100% field goal percentage over the course of a triple-double game. And that ties Wilt Chamberlain's record. And everybody's been kind of saying, well, Jokic hasn't been hitting the shots. Jokic 
hasn't looked all that good. Oh, is he falling off? What's wrong with this floater? What's wrong with this jumper? All, all this hoopla. Now I get it. Two bad shooting game Clippers and then the Houston Rockets. And then he was 4-12 versus the Warriors. People were slipping. But, y'all, last 10 games, Nikola Jokic is averaging 22, 11, and 8 on lower volume because the team is cooking. But Joker is also the, – the Denver Nuggets are 9-1, and one, and Joker has a 70% true shooting over the last 10 games. He's been cooking. I think Joker is shooting 60% from the field in the last 10, 44% from three, and 92% from the free throw line. He's going crazy right now. So Joker yesterday was just kind of playing regular Joker basketball. Tough contested middies. Ugh. Nice tough lays. Huh. Then he had a three-pointer at the end of the first quarter where he literally ugh, leaned into Marcus Smart, heaved the ball over his head, swap. First quarter ended 33-27 to 27 and just a really great dominant performance for him. Um, Joker's the best player in the world, man, and he continues to prove it that even despite some shooting slumps here and there, like when he's at his best and when he's really just in kind of a normal spot, he's just an unguardable force. Uh, he had a fast break dime to Christian Brown yesterday that was just exceptional as well. Got the ball to rebound, three dribbles down the court, found a nice little pocket, two-handed bounce pass for the Christian Brown dunk. Just an incredible play. Uh, and then Jamal Murray yesterday, 26 minutes for him, 23 points, three rebounds, nine assists. He was four of six from three. And then he was five of six from two yesterday. And then he was one of one from the free throw line, two steals. He was a plus 19, had a 92 true shooting yesterday. Jamal Murray, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Straight 20-point games for Jamal Murray. He honestly has looked so incredible as a pick-and-roll ball handler, spot-up shooter, step-back shooter. He's been getting to the lane, getting to the lane easier as of late. He's creating opportunities for other people. Last 10 games, Jamal Murray, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 52% from the field, 51% from three, and then 93% from the free throw line. That's incredible. Uh, the question is, Swipa, uh, I want to know if you think the team is better overall this year with the minutes they had than last year. Now, that's to be determined. You know, we'll talk about that as the season goes on more. I'll say that they have more wing opportunity with Peyton and Christian and Julian. Uh, now, the backup center position, Zeke or DJ, still going to be shaky as it was last year. But, you know, Aaron Gordon can take a lot of those minutes. Some of this come down to Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, the thing he offered differently is going to be his shot making. That is different than Bruce Brown. Which what makes the difference between the players. Uh, on the bench yesterday, Julian Strother had 12 points. He was a plus six. Christian Brown, 11 points. He was a plus 13. Justin Holiday, eight points, two or three from three. He was a plus one. Reggie Jackson, nine points and seven assists, plus 15. DeAndre Jordan, four points, nine rebounds, plus nine. Braxton Key got minutes. He was a plus eight. Jalen got minutes. He was a plus three. And Zeke Najee got minutes. He was also a plus three. Overall, the bench unit scored 12, 23, 31, 40, 44, 46, 49. Looks like 53 points they scored yesterday as a bench unit. And everybody on the roster for the Denver Nuggets was in the positive yesterday, which means it was a demolition. If you're going to have everybody in the positive, it's a demolition. You lost everything. So shout out to the Denver Nuggets when they're six straight. Uh, but I have a question for y'all. How good are Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic exactly? 
We're going to talk about where they might rank among duo, not in a league, but really who's the last duo that would better than them. We're going to talk about all that and more in segment two here, Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If just you against the numbers, instead of battling thousands of others, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than two to six players on stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. So here's the great thing. We're in the middle of basketball season. Prize picks is a great opportunity to really lock in to some of the things that are happening around the league. You can take Anthony Davis for more than two blocks. He's having a crazy run the last 15 games. He's averaging 29 points a game in the last 15. You might be able to get his you might be able to take some, you know, be like, look, give me the points. I think he can do it. Giannis has been killing it. You might be able to take his points. Kevin Durant kind of manning the ship. Devin Booker's there, but they're not playing well, so he needs to score a little bit more. Trey Young had th- seven straight games of 30 points and 10 assists. That might be something that you want to get invested in. And Pride Pick even offers a reboot policy. So if a player gets hurt, they do not return for the second that player second half. That player is rebooted, and Prize Pick is the only daily fantasy fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy like that as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NBA and use code lockdown NBA for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So y'all, we are back with segment two of Locked on Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. Thank you so much for being here with us today, y'all. Again, I am so glad that we get a chance to have the conversation, talk Denver Nuggets basketball every day. Adam, myself, and Matt, very appreciative of all of you for joining us every day. Uh, but y'all, uh, Jokic and Murray, man, I mean, conversations just need to be had. They started off a little, a little dicey this year. Um, not really the start of the year, but as the year went on, Murray would kind of have an up and down. The lineup numbers weren't as good as they were last year. But again, really, they haven't had any of those issues, and they have been completely dominant uh, for the last few weeks, ever since Jamal Murray was fully right. Aaron Gordon got out of his shooting slump. Michael Porter Jr. got integrated. KCP is there. Jokic is there. And they have just kind of been kicking tail. But, y'all, on the year, I'm going to put this on Twitter later, 19 games played between Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. The Nuggets have a 127.6 offensive rating and a 108.3 defensive rating when those two players are on the court together. That's a plus 19.3 net rating. They have a 65.5% assist percentage, which is outrageous. They have a 62 true shooting between the two players. And they are absolutely blowing people out of the water with a three-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio as well as a duo. Yo, they are playing incredible basketball right now. So my question is, not in the NBA, because I think they've already proven they're the best duo in the NBA, but when is the last time you've seen a two-man game that was this effective? I asked this on Twitter yesterday. You got Anthony Davis and LeBron James in 2020. You got Katie and Steph in that 16 to 18 era. And then before that, you got Westbrook 
and you have Kevin Durant. You got Kyrie and you got LeBron. And then before that, you had Kobe and Powell. And then before that, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Then you had Tony Parker and Duncan or Manu and Duncan. You had Shaq, Kobe. You had Scotty. You had Jordan. You had Hakeem and whoever was on the roster you want to put with him. I mean, there's been a lot. But I think when I'm looking at cohesion, cohesion, who plays the best together as a duo? Who works off each other best in high leverage situations, in regular, everyday, regular season, Tuesday mundane performances versus the Detroit Pistons? The thing is about Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic is that because they are so well built together and they've been playing together since 2016, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, missed the 22 season, 23. Y'all, they have seven, basically almost full seasons they played together. So when I ask the question, are they the best since Magic and Kareem? It's not necessarily about peak to peak talent because Kobe and Shaq, you can argue whatever you want. Or if you want to say even a Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, or a Steph and, Kev- and Steph and Kevin Durant, all that can, can work out fine. But I'm talking about synergy. Who works the best off of one another? Who's able to pass and play make off of each other? What kind of shooting opportunities do you get into when you're together? What advantages do you create for the other people around you when you're together? And again, a plus 19 net rating, especially when Jamal hasn't even been at his apex for a lot of the year because he just has not been as healthy as he normally is. That's the thing that I think that I'm most really like, I need to think about. Y'all, last year in the playoffs, Jokic and Murray in the playoffs, by the way, playoff-level defenses, they played 20 games together. They played 660 minutes in the NBA playoffs last year. They had a 121.1 offensive rating insanity they had a 107.9 defensive rating on the way to a championship they had a 60 true shooting which i think is a plus four league average maybe a plus five in the playoff setting and they also had a 62.7 assist percentage between the two of them that duo dismantled the wolf defense dismantled the sun defense dismantled the lakers defense and then dismantled Eric Spolstra, and the Miami Heat defense. So this is not me asking a question based on just new information or new knowledge and saying like, oh, we're doing away with the past. Let's overlook all the great things all these Hall of Fame players have done. A lot of this is when they are on the court together, they are almost insurmountable when they are right because the shot making, the passing, the playmaking, and advantage creation for them And then also with Porter, KCP, and Gordon on the court, you just don't find lineups like that. And, you know, Jason Tim, really obviously big fan of his work. I've worked with him. You know, he's been on the channel before. You know, he talks about he doesn't know of a more unique lineup, like a better built lineup off the top of his head than what the Denver Nuggets currently have. And I think that really obviously helps them. They have an all-time great shooter in Porter, a very great spot-up shooter, in KCP and a DHO player. And they have a very good rim runner, vertical spacer in Aaron Gordon. So, and again, y'all, Jamal Murray is shooting 46% from three this year. That's something that is not just talked about. Like, he's shooting 46% from three and then doing this 
while also being a plus playmaker, averaging six assists a game. And Jamal Murray's true shooting is a 59, almost a 60 right now. His points per game is at about 19.9. And again, it's continuing to go up because now he's like here. He's healthy and he's available. So the question is, uh, great question, Charles. Do you think the best two-man ever was Stockton Malone? How close are Jokic and Murray to not Plavia is not consistent? Here's the thing. Stockton and Malone, they had limitations because Stockton wasn't the three-level scorer. Murray is much better playmaker, obviously. Malone was a very good score, mid-range interior scorer, but Malone also was not as advantaged because he wasn't a playmaker like that, and he also wasn't a three-level scorer shooter like Joker is. So I think it's just a variation. And relative to skill, this is a more skilled duo. The problem is Malone and Stockton, they had like 15 years together. So like they are, they had doubled the amount of time and some, and then they also had a very deep playoff run, multiple. Now, the Nuggets have two Western Conference finals runs between Murray and Jokic. But if they do another finals run this year and they have another finals win this year, that, to me, is what's going to put them in the conversations of, like, just how how high can they climb? Can they win three to four championships together, even between Steph and Dre? Steph and Dre have a very unique skill set as well, and they're also one of the better pairings of all time. The difference is, is that Dre is just not the same offensive production player as a Murray. And Jokic is arguably just as good as Steph Curry as Apex, if not better, in a playoff half-court setting. Because the thing about Steph Curry, Steph Curry had a year where I think the consensus year, he was the best player in the world, 2015-16 regular season. In the playoffs, got a little bit nicked up, but also it's affected and just kind of wore down, going and further into that Cavs series, which is a part of the reason why they lost. But the difference is, is that Jokic, because he's so big, because of the way he scores, how effective it is and how efficient he is. And he can score at the rim and then away from the rim from mid and three. He just does it at a level that, like, it's just almost untenable. So I think you get another finals run with them, then you're going to put them in some really interesting conversations. But right now, from a cohesion standpoint, playing off of each other, shooting off of each other, and being able to create opportunities for other people, I would honestly say that I cannot think of something this dynamic at this level Maybe better than that since, I mean, even if you want to put uh, AD and Braun in that one run they had uh, when Braun was still kind of at his apex and AD had the best shooting performance of his life. But outside that variance, I mean, it might legitimately be between what Kareem and Magic did just because of what they're able to do together. Not peak for peak, because those are two of the four best players ever for me in Magic and Kareem. But I think that when you talk about just the totality of what they're able to do, man, uh, honestly, just not not a lot like it. Um, but, y'all, segment three, the Denver Nuggets got a revenge game coming up with OKC who beat them. The only team to beat them in their last 10 games is OKC, and they did it in Denver off of a game-winning shot from the tremendous Che Gilgis-Alexander. So we're going to talk about this game coming up and what you might expect tonight on segment three here at Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, right now, FanDuel, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. So, y'all, we are in crunch time of the NFL season. There's a lot of really important games coming up this week, a lot of important games that are going to be decided next week. The playoff implications are here. you got MVP odds that are happening in the NBA. Great slate of games that's happening this weekend in the NBA as well. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, y'all, this is the time. There's no better time to get in on the action. It's so easy to use. You have spreads, 
player props, over, unders, and more. So make sure y'all visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in the game with FanDuel and make sure you tap into Locked On NBA at FanDuel. We'll be right back here at Locked On Nuggets. Y'all, final segment here at Locked On Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Never, ever take this opportunity for granted. I love and appreciate every single one of you that make this a part of my day. I love giving y'all basketball content. Legitimately one of the favorite things I do on a daily basis. So, y'all, I am very, very excited. This is going to be a very good game. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going crazy right now in the NBA. We just did a little fantasy draft uh, with a, a few of my other NBA colleagues that I have, man. And I try to make a trade for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, doubling up with Anthony Edwards and Darren Fox, because I think Shea is just on a roll this year. He might legitimately finish as a top four, if not higher MVP candidate this year. Like, he's having a crazy year. And so the Denver Nuggets tonight, they're taking them on uh, on a back-to-back tonight. And this will be the Denver Nuggets, believe it or not, this would be their eighth back-to-back of the season so far. <laughs> their eighth. That's incredible, y'all. Uh, the Nuggets are a favorite by minus 2.5 points. Um, this should be a really good game. The Nuggets, 9-1 and one in their last 10. OKC, 7-3 and three in their last 10. OKC is on a two-game winning streak. OKC is 20-9 and nine on the season as well. And so they have a lot of really, really – Really promising players. A lot of really promising players. I'm really excited to see how this game turns out because OKC, man, they're proving to be an absolute force so far this year. And honestly, all of the numbers, they back them up as well. Uh, OKC, their starting lineup this year, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, and Jay Will. They have a 114 offensive rating, a 107.8 defensive rating, with a plus 6.4 net rating. For a team that freaking young, that's really good. That's really good. They played 23 games together, just 296 minutes, uh, but they're playing super well together so far. So the Nuggets are going to have their handful because Shea Gilgis-Alexander is proving that last year wasn't no fluke. He's one of the best players in the league. He's one of the most consistent players in the league. His ability to get to his spot, as Denver Nuggets fans know very well, based on how he's performed as of late, it's really it's really breathtaking how good he is. Uh, Shea Gilgis on the year so far, uh, having an all-NBA caliber year again, 31 points a game, 5.8 rebounds, 6.5 assists, a 63.7 true shooting on the season. Now, he's only shooting 30% from three, but he's shooting 91% from the line, 54% from the field. And he's also the steals leader uh, in the NBA uh, remaining as well. So everything that you could ask for from a young guard, that's kind of Shea Gilgis. He really is. He's really a tremendous, tremendous player. Uh, So tonight, I do expect that the Nuggets are going to have to come out wanting to set the tone. Um, OKC, again, they've had a little bit of a a tougher stretch. They played some really good games as of late. Uh, OKC. Just came off a game versus the Knicks, the Thunder, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies, and the Nuggets, and the Kings. And so far, uh, they're 5-2 and two in their last seven games. They got the Nuggets tonight. 
Uh, and then on Sunday, they play versus the Nets, and they got the Celtics on Tuesday. So, again, a really tough part of their schedule. Um, Chet Holgram, problem. He had nine blocks versus Denver in the last game that they played together. So the Nuggets are going to have to be watchful of that. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., I think, is going to be an important piece um, just because you're going to want to space them out, and you're also going to want to make sure that when they're on the court that they're having to deal with everybody that the different Nuggets are going to be throwing at them. Last game they had, SGA had 25, 6, and 8 on 9 of 20 from the field. Jokic, 24 points, 12 assists, and 6 rebounds on 8 of 15. Uh, Jamal Murray, only 15 points and 5 assists, 5 of 13 from the field. Uh, Jokic was a minus 9 that game. Gordon, a minus 7, 16, 9, and 5. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., 20 points and 11 rebounds. He was a plus that game. He was 4 of 8 from 3. They started Justin Holiday and Jamal Murray in that game. Uh, that was a game they had no KCP. KCP will be there tonight, so that should help them defensively a lot. Peyton Watson also being slotted in. And, again, because of the lineup they play, if they're going to play Josh Giddy and J-Dub, they're not going to have a big four, so Peyton Watson should be ha- having an effective game. They're probably going to start KTP on the Shea, but Peyton Watson, this is the game that he should be able to have a very effective game against because he's a young, very rangy athlete. And again, if they're going to test him as a three-point shooter, then have at it. Have at it. Because the thing is, is that he's going to be such a dynamic defensive weapon that if he's able to convert two, three three-pointers tonight, that's going to put them in a really advantageous situation. Last score, the last game they played was 118-117. I'm predicting the Denver Nuggets are going to win tonight, probably 117-112. to It's not going to be a blowout. Uh, OKC, they play really tough. They play really hard. The Nuggets were up eight with three minutes and 15 seconds left in the last game that they played together, and then they just kind of left their foot off the gas. Tonight should not be one of those nights. The Denver Nuggets should be out to prove a point. Uh, they should be out for blood tonight, not because OKC is disrespectful or anything or because they see them as, like, you know, a team that robbed them or anything, but just because OKC is a really good team, and you saw what happened when you did not give your very best last game. So, y'all, let me know what y'all think in the comment section. Predict the game tonight. Let me know what you think about the duo conversation. Where do you think Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic rank currently right now in the last 30, 40 years of the NBA? Uh, And then let me know what you thought about the game they had versus Memphis, y'all. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. This is your team every day here at Locked On Nuggets. I'll see y'all on the other side.